0: The fine for an unaccompanied learner driver has doubled. From €80 to... Wow, this is the best gig I've ever been to! Don't get fined €160. There are better things to spend your money on. For a full list of updated fines, visit rsa.ie. Never drive unaccompanied on a learner permit. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Make your Christmas simply better with these award-winning festive favourites
1: from Dunn Stores. Start your Christmas meal with our Simply Better Oak and Hickory Smoked Organic Irish Salmon with Kilkenny Apple Crystal Gin. Then finish the evening with our
0: luxurious Simply Better Handmade Chocolate Raspberry and Caramel Yule Log. Plus, with our fifty grocery voucher, you save even more. Dunn Stores. Make Christmas
1: simply better. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used on the next grocery shop of 50 or more.
0: Episode of Mama Mystery. I am the co-host Austin, and I would like to present to you your beautiful host Kelly. Kelly, <laughs> say something to the people.
1: <laughs> Welcome back to Mama Mystery,
0: my show,
1: my show that you just hijacked. Thanks. Heck
0: yeah.
1: Um, I would also like to add that Austin has chosen to eat a Power Crunch bar. So if you hear cr- crunching
0: from oh, a yeah. mouth, it's not Let's mine. Talk shit on Austin.
1: You know, some people like that ASMR stuff, like. I, it actually makes my skin crawl. No, stop. I I mean it. Seriously, please don't do it because I'm going to get really upset. But anytime I pass, Austin, (laughs) anytime I like, I scroll on TikTok and I come across an ASMR video of somebody whispering, I like cannot scroll fast enough. It makes Mm -hmm. my skin crawl.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Same with people eating. There's a girl on there who has like a keto diet and she just eats like peppers, like green and red peppers with cream cheese. And that's like her whole diet. She just talks while she eats. And I'm like, why, do, why are we talking and eating? Can't we just eat first and then talk?
0: No doubt.
1: Anyway, welcome back, guys. So quick um, recap. I just want to let you guys know that we are going to the True Crime Podcast Festival in Dallas from August 26th to the 28th. So if you are in the area, I really hope you'll come see us. We will have a booth set up. I'm super excited. It's our first time ever doing something like this. So... I'm excited to meet people, even though I'm like very much an introvert. I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone and actually talk to people face-to-face. And if you're interested in attending, you can get tickets on their website, which is truecrimepodcastfestival.com. And if you use the code TCPF15, you can get 15% off your tickets.
0: Dope. Hit them with the coupon,
1: Kelly. Yeah, there you go. All right, so today's case was recommended us to us through our request form on mamamystery.com. Which we love. Yes. And so Hope requested this case and she writes, quote, this is a wild one. Buckle up. Austin won't be able to handle how dumb this guy was. The news article breaks everything down in order of events. She attached a, a link, which I appreciate. Thank you. And it did. It was a great link. And she says, if you do this one, please show Austin the picture of him in the Taz shirt. It really sums up the population of my hometown quite well.
0: Hope, I really appreciate that in your request, I get mentioned twice. <laughs> it means a lot to me because we have other people to listen. Austin, think I live under a rock. <laughs>
1: Every review is about how much they love you.
0: I need put-ups, all right?
1: Oh, my God. How many put-ups do you need?
0: Two right now. Go.
1: You're very funny, and you you are, you got a bangin' bod.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A bangin' bod.
1: Bangin' bod. Let's go, baby. You ready?
0: Let's rock. Let's flow. Let's do this. Okay. Hit us with it, babe.
1: Are you done? You got this. Let's flow. This is the story the show. of Nancy Giles and Jilly Tadero. So our story today begins in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, about an hour and a half east of Pittsburgh. Johnstown is a relatively small town with a population of only about 20,000 people. And Nancy Giles was born and raised about an hour and a half east of Johnstown in a small city called Six Mile Run. And I found it difficult to find a lot of information about Nancy's life or even the city Six Mile Run. Like I couldn't find anything about it. But here's what I could find about Nancy. Nancy suffered from a form of epilepsy, so she had to take medication for seizures, and these seizures left her somewhat intellectually disabled, but it never held her back from doing things that made her happy. She graduated from Everett High School in 1999. She was an active member at her church. And after graduation, she worked for the Bedford County Workshop. And the Bedford County Workshop is like a training facility aiming to help their employees develop skills for the workplace. They work on social skills, enhance interpersonal skills, so they can go out into the workforce. Nancy also loved the Special Olympics, her pets, her church, and country western music. She was described as very friendly, outgoing, and a person who loved life, She regularly kept in touch with her mom, Peggy. I mean, the two talked almost every day. And eventually, Nancy started dating a man named Brian Giles. The two were together for about four years living in Johnstown. And when I tried finding information on Brian, that was also really difficult because this guy had like 15 different Facebook profiles and not a single one of the ones I looked at showed a place of employment. I was trying to figure out what the guy did for work, but it doesn't look like he did. So, I don't know. Maybe he was too busy making profiles. And how old a guy was he? He's like in his 40s.
0: And he just doesn't have any job history?
1: No job history, just a ton of Facebook profiles. But I'm going to send you my favorite So he's profiles. a catfisher. No, he's not a catfisher. He He made all of these... Um, profile, pic- like profiles with pictures of himself, I'm actually going to send you one Do you right remember
0: now. a few years ago when we watched the shit out of some catfish that summer?
1: You know, yes, I, I do. I don't even know
0: why we did. It's not a great show. Why can't
1: I send this? There it
0: goes. It's not a great show, Kelly.
1: No, it's not. And every single show is the exact same. And how are people still falling for catfishes? Catfish? What's the plural form of catfish?
0: Catfish. <laughs> like you caught three catfish, you got one catfish.
1: Okay, so look at the picture I just sent you. I'm going to put this on our mom, Mama Mystery Instagram. This was one of his profile pictures. Oh,
0: hell yeah. <laughs> so seductive. In the sky.
1: Describe it, please.
0: It's a man with a large, a thick, as a, 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 should I say, mustache. That's a thick mustache. I
1: think it's just and By long thick, lip. I mean like, it's
0: tall. He has a long mustache. Yeah, the
1: space between his nose and his lip is just long. But he's so I think fluttering, that's deceiving.
0: Yeah, he's fluttering into a ocean sunset scene looks almost like jesus
1: and then there's an american flag
0: oh i didn't even America. notice that yeah yeah hell yes really you look at it and you say hell yeah hell yeah yep
1: maybe we should make one of our stickers just brian giles's face me,
0: no what if we <laughs> should the make flag the what sunset? if we made one of our stickers you and me peering through the sky okay
1: now you're you are like to that something. idea now you're onto something let's
0: get back into the story
1: So four years into Nancy and Brian's marriage, Nancy admitted to her mother that things were not really going well and that Brian was abusive towards her. They'd had a history of domestic violence calls because Brian had an intense and violent temper. And there was even a point when the Johnstown Housing Authority was trying to help Nancy get a place of her own so she could get away from Brian but finally, she told her mom she planned on going to the courthouse the following day to file for divorce and a restraining order. She was done. So according to reporting done by Alexis Loya for, for WTAJ, a local news station in their area, the timeline of events that followed goes like this. So on October 10th of 2018, the day after Nancy had this conversation with her mother, Peggy, Brian claimed that he left home around 6:40 to go get a soda from like a convenience store right down the street. When he came back 15 to 20 minutes later, he says he came home to find Nancy in their bed with another man. So Brian told investigators that he kicked Nancy and the guy out. And he told investigators that a couple days later on the 12th, Nancy called him crying and begging for forgiveness, wanting to come home to which he said no on October 13th. Okay. Three days later, Nancy did come to her mother's church, and she was brought there by two people that she was staying with, and this would be the last time Nancy's mom ever saw her alive. As days went by, Brian claimed he saw Nancy roaming around town and that she'd call him every couple of days wanting to come home, but that he kept telling her no. But then her phone calls to her mother stopped, and it was then that Nancy's mom, Peggy, knew something was seriously wrong. She can't get a hold of Nancy. She has no idea where she is. And she realized Nancy's glasses, clothes, money, and seizure medication was all left behind. So on October 23rd, Peggy calls the police to report her daughter missing. Meanwhile, Brian tells investigators that he saw her out again on October 25th, two days after she was reported missing. And he said that Nancy came up to him and hugged him, begged him again to come back home, but that he still told her no. And rather than tell authorities or her mother where he allegedly saw her, he left her there, reportedly, allegedly, whatever, in the middle of the Franklin Street Bridge. Then a couple days later on October 30th, the search for Nancy is still on, even though Brian claimed he saw her on the bridge that day. So he calls police to tell them essentially, look, she's staying with some guy in Johnstown. She's fine. You can stop looking for her. Obviously trying to throw police off the trail, right? But when the officer on the, the other end... The Captain
0: Obvious would tell you that you're a moron.
1: Right. Like, hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know this person you've been searching for. I saw her on the bridge the other day. She's fine.
0: She's completely fine. Stop the search, please. So you
1: can please, please, please stop.
0: Yeah. Please
1: stop looking for her.
0: I see why Hope said I would enjoy the idiotness.
1: hmm okay. So when the officer on the other end pressed for more information, Brian hung up on him. Like red flags are just being thrown out like confetti. The next day, it's Halloween. An employee from the mental health clinic that Brian and Nancy frequented called police to report that Brian left a note on her desk that said Nancy was at his house and safe and not to go looking for her anymore. So then a witness came forward to tell police that while she was hanging out with Brian, she was casually talking to him about Nancy. And he said, quote, I hope they do find her with her fucking head split. Oh. End quote. I don't Oh, okay. This same witness told police that she once followed Brian to that bridge where Brian alleged that he last saw Nancy. And she said she watched, and Brian had no idea, but she watched as Brian got out of his car, went under the bridge, and started taking pictures of the woods across the river. So police bring Brian in to be interviewed, and he told police that he thought Nancy was just in hiding. For what reason? I have no idea. But during this interview, Brian said a lot of things that really piqued the investigator's interest in him as a suspect. Even though Nancy was still missing, police told Brian that witnesses had come forward to say they watched him throw garbage bags off the bridge, presumably containing Nancy's body. And he denied this, of course, saying, quote, If I did, the cameras would see him throwing everything over the hill, but the police made no mention of a hill. So where's that coming from? It'll come back later.
0: Uh, They probably never even looked at the cameras, and he just told them to look at the cameras.
1: They also told him that some clothes had washed up on the riverbank, and police thought that they were Nancy's. And he said, quote, that is not even humanly possible because I didn't, there were no clothes there. End quote.
0: Wait, he literally likes stuttered like that? Yes.
1: But no clothes where? Like, what do you mean there were no clothes there? <laughs> and you didn't what? Finish that sentence. This seemed to me like an unintentional, subtle confession. But then he said something even more telling when he said, quote, I know I didn't put her in the river, but then he caught himself and immediately followed it up with, quote, that doesn't mean I put her anywhere else either. Oh my gosh.
0: What a dipshit.
1: So this part it shouldn't make me laugh because someone lost their life here. So I'm not trying to minimize that, but like we have a seven year old daughter who is going through this little phase where she lies about silly things, and it's so blatantly obvious, right? She's getting better though because we're we're working with it, right? Type but of she's thing seven. like type
0: of thing like Oreos all over your face. Did you eat the Oreos? No, I swear.
1: No, no, I didn't.
0: Why is there Oreos all over your face? Oh no,
1: that's not Oreos. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a grown man in his mid-40s lying worse than a seven-year-old. That's what I'm trying to point out here. Brian has this habit of putting his foot in his mouth, saying something, and then immediately trying to backtrack. And as I searched... His many, many Facebook pri- profiles, I came across some interesting posts that he made about some girlfriends.
0: Real quick, sorry to interrupt you. Anybody who has a million Facebook profiles is automatically a weirdo.
1: I would just like to know why. Why do we have so many? Because you're a weirdo. But why? Because are we forgetting our password that many no, times? Should we because you're trying be writing to creep or you're trying
0: to catfish or you're just a weirdo.
1: But the thing is, like each of these profiles only had like 8 to 20 friends. So, like, why are we starting over? Why are we starting over? Are we forgetting our password? Do we need to write it down on a sticky note and, like, tape it to your computer?
0: I personally think, my opinion, is that you're a weirdo. Yeah. And I didn't say that.
1: I know. I just, I need to know the reason. What was the reason? Weird. Cardi B. What was the reason? Anyway. Okay. I don't
0: know what that is.
1: So, on September 21st, 2015, Brian posted on Facebook, and I'm going to read this direct quote, Okay. This is just to show you what type of character this man has, especially in his treatment towards women. He wrote, quote, look, I'm not being an ass, but what I got to say is important. Tammy has vaginal diseases, herpes, and possible AIDS for all you black guys or white guys. Do not do anything with her or your dick will fall off. Thank you very much. No, I do not have anything. I got checked. I'm clean. She recently just got it. Dot, dot, dot. End quote.
0: Here's what this reminds me of, okay? It reminds me of if you YouTube search hometown trashy girl and mom.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes.
0: And it's this girl, and she's going off on these kids that are local high school, and her mom's in the background, and she goes all – I mean, it's craziness. You really need to listen to it because it's not going to be funny when I say this stuff. But it's like – She'll be like, and no, I do not have a wig on, you dumb, stupid-looking bitch. And she's talking to the camera, and the mom's in the background going, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she, and she goes, and my mom does have a bra on, and she go and she lifts her bra up, and her tits are sagging down to her waist, and but and the daughter's
1: like. Put it up. Like, yeah. Batting at her.
0: Google, Google YouTube search hometown trashy girl and mom. Oh, and it geez. will come up first. But that's what it reminds me of because it's Home such down. an yeah. ignorant. Yeah. And then during the video, she goes hometown. And so what it reminds me, the reason it reminds me of that though, is because it's just like this ridiculous rant that's so unnecessary. Yes. And that and you wouldn't no really want, yeah, and you wouldn't want it out there publicly if you were anybody that wasn't a complete weirdo. We're all weird in our own ways, but this guy's a complete weirdo.
1: Yeah. And there's, there, like, I think you said it perfectly. Like we're all weird in our own ways, but this is something For you wouldn't sure. want publicly out there. Like this is an overshare. This is very immature. You're just speaking without a filter and I, I just, who, who, I, I can't, strange I thoughts, can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, strange thoughts to be sharing, especially right. to your eight Facebook friends. I'm sure what you say is really right. important. I'm sure all eight people care.
1: Right. <laughs> oh my god, You in your mom's basement. Anyway, that was five years. Have you ever
0: seen the meme of the guy that is sitting on his couch and he's huge overweight and he's like eating potato chips and he's, Not a good-looking dude, and he's watching the Victoria's Secret models, and he's like, her nose is too big. (laughs) That's what I feel like this guy is.
1: Oh, my God, yes. That's perfect. Anyway, that was five years prior to Nancy, okay? But I just had to find some way to add it in because it just shows you some of his character. And there were some other vulgar posts as well, but they're very similar to this one. So anyway, back to Nancy. At this point, she hadn't found... And, or she hasn't been found and there was not any physical evidence leading to Brian to leading Brian to an actual crime. So they weren't able to book him and he was let go. So then on May 26th of 2019 a hiker was metal detecting on a hill along the wolf sculpture trail when he came across a human bone. and when police arrived they discovered human remains buried in a shallow grave only about two feet deep. There were no signs of any clothing, and her skull was cracked, and the remains were identified as Nancy Giles.
0: All the stuff that was cued, tipped off from his shitty interview. Yes. Gosh, that's crazy.
1: So on May 28th, two days later, police found Brian at a soup kitchen, and he was casually just eating his food. And police told him that they found Nancy's remains, and without even skipping a bite, Brian was completely... Was skipping a bite? Yeah, like he was eating his food.
0: Oh, I didn't, I thought you meant skipping a beat and I was like, are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Sorry, God.
1: Brian was completely unfazed and continued eating his meal. See, if you just would have let me finish that sentence.
0: I'm Here sorry. Here comes the reviews.
1: Austin interrupts too much.
0: hmm
1: So a few months later on July 9th, a report was released that said there was evidence of trauma on Nancy's remains from prior abuse in addition to the trauma that led to her death. She had a healing rib fracture, a fully healed fracture on the sternum. She also had significant fractures on her skull. Additionally, there was an unhealed fracture on the back of her head, and there was an incomplete fracture on her rib. And all of this indicated that Nancy was enduring significant physical abuse for months, possibly even years, leading up to her death. A few months later, the coroner's office officially ruled Nancy's death as a homicide, However, again, with no physical evidence directly tying Brian to her death, he remained free. And at some point, I'm not sure when, but Brian started dating Jilly Tadaro. And I couldn't find a whole lot about Jilly Tadaro. And usually when I do these episodes, I try to honor these victims with positive sentiments about them coming from their friends or family or coworkers, or by looking at their social media accounts. And when I searched for information on Jilly, Again, I found countless Facebook profiles. At one point, she was married to a man named Joe Tadaro, and their volatile relationship was displayed all over their Facebook. One day, she'd post that she was married to Joe Tadaro, and then four days later, she'd make a post about how she's single and how Joe is a wife beater and has nothing to offer a woman. And then she'd say they're happily married again. It was like. Very up and down, very public out there for everyone to see. And people would actually comment on a lot of these posts. One post she wrote about her missing husband, I'm sorry, about missing her husband because he was in jail for threatening to kill her. And people were posting that she must have a death wish because she kept going back to him, which is so eerie to think about now. But here are my honest thoughts after seeing what I've seen. It appears as though Jilly might have also had some intellectual disabilities of her own. I know she was on government assistance, so she wasn't working, although I'm not sure why. And we know Nancy Giles suffered from seizures, and that's why she required assistance, but I'm not sure what was going on with Jilly, although something clearly wasn't fully right. So eventually, Jilly did leave her husband, Joe, for good and started dating Brian Giles after his wife, Nancy, disappeared. On September 10th of 2020, Jilly called the Cambria County District Attorney's Office and told them that Brian had given her some things of Nancy's, including some of her clothes and jewelry, including her wedding band and engagement ring. Three months later, on December 11th, 2020, police receive a domestic violence call from Jilly and Brian's apartment. And this wasn't the first time that police had to respond to a domestic dispute between Jilly and Brian. In fact, Brian had spent months in jail for making terroristic threats to Jilly before. But they always got back together after these disputes. He'd only been released for about a month when this call came in December. So when police arrived and talked to Jilly, they cleared her for any injuries, but Brian had already left the scene and went to a friend's house nearby. And when they got a hold of Brian, he claimed that Jilly had attacked him, pulled his hair, and scratched him, and that he was in need of medical attention. So an EMT arrives and checks on Brian, but they said he was fine. However, he insisted on going to the hospital. However, police warned him that they found evidence of him being physical with Jilly too. And since he was on probation, they told him that if he needed to go to the hospital, that that was fine, but he would be under arrest and would not be allowed to leave the hospital. So Brian goes to the hospital, but somehow managed to escape from the hospital and went into hiding before police were actually able to get him into custody. And I'm actually a little befuddled as to how that was all possible. Like, why didn't they just arrest him and take him to the hospital? It's as if they just warn him, like, well, you can go to the hospital, but we're going to meet you there, and we're going to arrest you. Like, of course he's going to run away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just seems nonsensical to me, but maybe I'm misunderstanding the details. So over the next few days, police are trying to find Brian, and they're also trying to contact Jillie to see if maybe she knows where he's at. Days went by when finally on December 16th, police find Brian, but they still hadn't found Jilly. So Jilly was officially reported as a missing person, and Brian was charged with assault, harassment, and escape. While Brian was being held on a $1,000 bond, he claimed he had no idea where Jilly was, but authorities were able to see that the last time she used her government assistance EBT card was December 11th at a convenience store down the street from their apartment. And when police visited places she usually frequented, nobody claimed to have seen her since December 12th. So by December 23rd, police were finally able to execute a search warrant at Brian and Jilly's apartment. And in the apartment, police found a bucket containing a clump of human hair that they believe belonged to Jilly, but I don't know if there's been any tests on that yet. Also in the bucket was women's clothing, cleaning supplies, and other evidence indicating that the place had been thoroughly cleaned and scrubbed. So they were unable to find Jilly's purse or wallet. Investigators also found a handwritten letter that was allegedly written by Jilly to Brian stating that she found a new man and was leaving him. However, police haven't confirmed that Jilly was actually the one who wrote it.
0: Shocker. I could have told you he was the author of that one.
1: Yeah, of course. And this was obviously not enough to arrest him for Jilly's disappearance. And I'd also like to add that if Jilly did just disappear to go find a new man, wouldn't it be all over Facebook? Wouldn't there be some Facebook profiles popping up? Mm-hmm. Like, she fell off the face of the earth. She didn't just meet a new man and run off. Like, there's pieces missing here. hmm but then in May of 2021, Brian was at the downtown CamTran bus terminal when he came upon a woman who he believed was to blame for a past arrest of his. So on two separate occasions, he threatened this woman's life. And this woman, knowing what's been going on with Brian and his wife and girlfriend, took a complete or a complaint to the police station. So he was arrested for making terroristic threats, harassment, and disorderly conduct charges.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How is it that he can get arrested for that when that's like he said, she said, but he doesn't get arrested for the bag of bones, the bones found underground when he walked himself into that interview?
1: I totally get why you have questions about that. And I I think the problem is when it comes to prosecutors waiting to charge someone is because they want to make sure they have enough evidence to charge someone with the crime they believe did it. So they take their time, they gather as much as they can because they only have one shot. If they're found not guilty, you can't charge them again when you find more evidence. So they take their time collecting evidence just to make sure that they can prove without a doubt this person did this. So even if they believe he did it, Mm -hmm. they can't just say, oh, you've been charged because they have to come out with the evidence of why they're charging him with that first, they have gotcha. to have re- a reason, right? Gotcha. But I get why it's like, what the hell? How so then, how do they charge him common on common
0: sense? Yeah, how do they charge him on this lady saying, Yeah, he threatened me?
1: Probably because she filed a report. I mean, Nancy's not there to say, Yeah, he whacked me and buried mm-hmm. me on a hill.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, the, anyway, these charges from the lady at the bus station effectively went against his probation. So he was thrown back in jail. And in addition to this, he was finally charged with Nancy's death after he made even more comments to his probation officer about details that only the murderer could have known about where Nancy's gravesite was. For example, he mentioned that the dirt where she was buried was looser than the other dirt in the area. Well, nobody could have known that except who put her there. Mm-hmm. so I'm going to send you the picture of him in the Taz shirt. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Well, actually, I'm going to send you a clip. This is a clip of him in the Taz shirt after he got arrested, so I'm going to go ahead and play it for you, and we'll play it. I'll play the clip on, um, on here too, and I'm going to add it to our Mama, Min- Mama Mystery Instagram if you want to see it there as well. Well, I guess I won't add the clip because he only says, like, he says, three words.
0: They say, what do you think about the charges? And he's in a Tasmanian devil shirt, and he says, I think they're bogus. <laughs> and he looks exactly like I said, which is the guy that sits in his mom's basement and watches Victoria's Secret and goes, their noses are big. She's kind of out of shape.
1: Yeah, exactly. He
0: looks like a complete idiot. Yes.
1: Yeah, he looks exactly how you would expect him to look. Honestly. I sound really
0: judgmental, but obviously he's an asshole, so it's okay.
1: No, when when people do shit like this, you're allowed to judge. Okay, we're not sparing feelings for a douchebag. So anyway,
0: hey man. So anyway, let me dive back <laughs> into being a sweetheart, telling a story. I'm just an innocent little Kelly.
1: <laughs> I'm just in a mood today. Yeah, for real. Uh, so. Um, Before also, you do
0: into this break, I thought you were saying you were saying Mama Mystery, and it almost sounded like Mama Minstrel. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. Own it, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. This week, it's Mama Minstrel, if you know what I mean, ladies. Mama Minutes
1: should be Mama Minstrel, where I just get on once a month and you should, fucking rage out. <laughs> you
0: should do Mama Minstrel and do it yourself, because I don't want anything to do with that.
1: Fair enough, Austin. Fair enough. Okay.
0: Keep playing Fussies with me, by the way. Go ahead.
1: Your feet are way over there. (laughs) So anyway, when he was interviewed about these charges, he said, quote, Either way I look at it, people think I'm guilty. I'm not. People can kiss my ass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So Brian entered a guilty plea for the threats he made towards the woman at the bus station, and he was sentenced to a minimum of six months and a maximum of 16 months plus three years of probation. He has been charged with Nancy's death, but is still awaiting trial. And as of now, he hasn't been charged with anything relating to Jillie's disappearance, and she has still not been found. He's currently being held at the Cambria County prison without bond. So there you have it. Well, I guess we'll update when there's an update, but hopefully common sense reigns and he will be found guilty for what he did to Nancy because obviously he did it.
0: Yeah. What an idiot. Good recommendation, Hope.
1: Yes. Thank Keep you very coming. much. Keep them coming. We
0: appreciate the support.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. And
0: hey, share the, share the freaking podcast with a friend. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. We don't spend any money promoting it.
1: That's true, we don't.
0: And we appreciate you. We do. Mama, mystery.